What if I told you that in today's episode, there was a single tip that other people are using to become millionaires? Now that I have your attention, stick around and raise those pinkies because in today's episode, we're talking all about capturing the attention of your audience. Presented by Advertise Mint. The Duke of Digital will guide you through the rapidly changing landscape of digital marketing, social media, and how to grow your business online. To submit a question for the show, text 323-821-2044 or visit dukeofdigital.com. If you need an expert to fix your ads, the friendly team at Advertise Mint is ready to help. Visit AdvertiseMint, that's M-I-N-T, dot com, or call 844-236-4686 to grow your business. Here's your host, Brian Miet. In the studio today, we have Michelle Marino. Thank you so much for being here. It's exciting to have you here. Oh, awesome. Now, you are a camera charisma coach. You have credits on TV shows like ABC, NBC, Fox, uh, and FX. You've appeared on Boston Legal with William Shatner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you've, you've even appeared on dozens of online shows as a camera charisma expert. Is that correct? That's true. Now, how did you like give us some background into how you got into that and what kind of led you into this field? My husband was like, Moreno, I'm tired of you making $12,000 a year. And I was like, well, that's what a singer actress makes. <laughs> like a work, like unless I'm a star. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, figure yeah. it out. So I was like, okay, what can I do? And I, you know, I hired coaches. I went to all these kumbaya, you know, new age uh, coaching seminars. And finally, I was trying to do sales. I was trying all these different things. And then somebody was putting out videos on a Facebook group. And I was like, writing comments to them, like, you might want to try looking into the lens when you do your video, you might want to try speaking to your friend because you're not talking to anybody here, you know, and and my friend was like, those are amazing tips. Where are you getting all those tips? I was like, I used to be an actress. And she was like, you need to teach a class. And that's how it started. And I did my first on camera confidence class um, in 2016. Wow, that's fantastic. Well, congratulations on that. You know, I, I did hear a story. And I'd love to know if this is true that the first time you were on television or that you were on live, the first time that you went live, you freaked out on camera and there was, it was like a big ordeal. Is that true? Okay. It's so true. It was 2001 and I got on the game show Hollywood squares and it had been oh, my fantastic. dream my whole life to be a TV actress. So okay. I was so excited and I got there and I look out on the audience and there's like celebrities, nine celebrities in a, in all these squares above me and the camera light went on and I freaked out in panic and fear, I froze. And all I could say was one answer. I agree. Like you could only say two <laughs> answers. You had a 50, 50 chance of getting the answer, right? You yeah. either said, I agree or I disagree. And I got every single one of them wrong. <laughs> and I couldn't hear the questions because my body felt like it was wrapped in cotton. And I was like asking Tom Bergeron, you know, the guy who hosts dancing with the stars, mm-hmm. he was the host. I was like, can you repeat the question? And he was like, what? <laughs> like looking at me, like, what are you talking about? Like nobody ever asks that. Yeah. And even Whoopi Goldberg and Big Bird were looking down at me like this girl is really hashtag set. I can imagine it's incredibly, uh, you know, the stress of being there as Big Bird. <laughs> it's looking down and you're like, oh, Big come Bird on, man. was a witness. He saw it. I was, I, was, I was a Big Bird fan since like age two. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it was tra- hashtag tra- Magic. You know, we were talking a little bit before the show started uh, about the process of going on 
when you're on television and there's lights and there's a whole bunch of people running around and they're like, ready, go. And you know, I was sharing a couple of examples when I've been on TV and it is extremely nerve wracking. When, you know, when you do it every day, maybe it becomes more common, mm -hmm. but the first time that you do it, it's like a weird sort of like butterflies in the stomach. You're standing in front of people. Um, it's just an element to where you realize, man, this is a whole lot harder than it looks. But do you know why we fear uh, the camera like that? I don't know why, but it, it's... Uh, I can tell you. Oh, I want to know. Back in the day when we traveled as pack animals, if we got separated from our pack, it meant death, either by starvation yeah. because you can't grow your food or get it, or being eaten by a predator. And so when we go on camera, we think we're going to die because we are suddenly alone. All eyes are on us. We think, okay, now the saber-toothed tiger can see me clearly because I'm alone without protection and so darn visible mm. and that is why our bodies go into the fight or flight panic mode oh. and that's why people who have this when they get up to give a speech because they're separated from the pack and it, it might even be worse on video because you can't see the eyes that are on you yeah yeah i do a great t-rex impersonation uh it's gone over it's gone over really well at parties before really is, can you just do it real quick <laughs> it involves uh tucking my hands into the shirt and running around uh, the room oh so okay. i'll do it afterwards okay, but please. It, it is good um i've gotten a lot of uh a lot of fun comments from that one uh well i wanted to dive into the the topic of today which is how to create i mean to some extent attention spans are getting shorter yes and so when it comes to videos it's critical to do things right or else all the work that you do can be wasted. I mean, it, one, you need to grab their attention at the beginning. Two, you need to be able to hold their attention. Three, you need to be able to have kind of a call to action at the end or to be able to, to move people towards wherever it is that you want them to go. Um, that's the purpose of the video. Um, and so I wanted to dive into that. You know, how, how do you create videos like that or what are some of your tips? The first um, thing to know about a video is that within the first seven seconds of that video, you have to hook people in by giving them a reason to stay. You have to answer the viewer's question, what's in it for me if I stay? Okay. So if that means you have a graphic overlay with, an, with a juicy title like, you know, find the man of your dreams or, you know, you know your target audience, so you know what they need, you know what they're after. You have got to let them know, either with a title or the first thing that you say, the first thing that comes out of your mouth, that opening hook has to be there. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. That's so critical. In the marketing world, we call that with them, which is what's in it for me. So W-I-I-F-M. Yeah, and it's so critical. You know, As you start creating anything, you need to think of who is the person that will be watching this and what do they get out of it? What would they care? How is this going to be valuable for them? How would you, the, the intro that we did in today's episode, I wrote that maybe 10 minutes before you came in today. How would you rank that from a scale of one to 10? What was, was the it, first thing that you said again? Like here's, uh, what if I told you that today's episode is a single tip that could help other people's, other people have used to help them become millionaires. Yeah, is that's that good? good? That's good. If your audience wants to become millionaires. Okay. If you know that's big importance to them, I think that's a great hook. Okay. Uh, you know, are they you getting? Um, you could even be more specific. Okay. 
like millionaires, you know, with their business? Is it is it mostly business owners? Yeah, mostly business owners here. They're trying to grow sales, trying to grow their business. Right, because uh, it could. They don't really want to know million dollars in the stock. Now, of course, they do if they're money hungry. Yep. But people who start businesses, what do they really want? They want to be able to say, "I did it." Mm-hmm. You know, I came and I conquered and I birthed and I won. Oh, I love it. You know, it. and so by adding a little bit more juice to it with that intention of you know your audience, you know what they meant, you know, emotionally, what do they really want? Yep. What's really going to give them the meaning in their life? And you could say something like people who birthed their baby and made over a million for their business or, you know, something uh-huh. to that effect yep. because that draws upon more than just the money. Now, why do you think, you know, especially now versus, you know, in the past, why is it that attention is so hard to come by, that people are tuning things out that maybe aren't relevant to them? Because back in the day, there was such, such a limited amount of information. When I was growing up, we had like 20 channels. Mm-hmm. Today, it's crazy the amount of information that's hitting us. And it's only getting worse because video is now ubiquitous. 80% of online content is now video-based. And so what's happening is people are stopping reading, they're getting lazy, and they're looking at most all of their information now in the video realm or in the screen realm. And they're tuning out whatever isn't valuable. And I found these hilarious apps that help people focus because people are becoming ADD to the point where they're having to actually force themselves away from the dopamine hits that is the internet or our yeah, screens. Yeah. Okay, so here's four apps. The first one I found is an, these are all apps to help you focus and block distractions that I found in a blog post on Zapier.com. The first one is Rescue Time. Okay, yeah. And that will block distracting sites. The second one is for those of you who get triggered when you're told what to do. The second one's called Mindful Browsing. It gently nudges you away from time-wasting sites. The third one is Hocus Focus for viewing one window at a time. And this is my favorite, Cold Turkey Blocker. Lock yourself out of your computer. Uh, so <laughs> our, just call turkey, like just lock <laughs> yourself out, and it's because our we're now in a survival mode. The the currency of today is attention and time. There yeah. is no nothing more valuable, because if we can't focus, we can't move forward in our businesses. Yeah, right. And if you can't create before you consume, your toast. Yeah, it's so now people have to guard their attention and the brain is evolving to ignore anything that isn't of value. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I've actually used rescue time. Uh, you do? As an app. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't use it right now, but I've used it in the past. And what it does is you, you pick one program, like I'm working on a Word document and it pauses or uh, quiets any of the other programs. So the alerts don't pop up until for a set period of time. You're like, yeah, for two hours, right. I need to write. Um, and it's actually was really, really helpful. But it is crazy because you know, today, so many things are going off, you get interrupted. And I think it really kind of comes, it, what you're saying is to the mobile, uh, the mobile element, which is people are checking their phones all the time. I think the average time that a, a normal person will unlock their phone in a day is like over 100, oh, of 100 yeah. different times of opening in this. And so, I mean, their eyeballs are there, um, you know, content is quick and fast. And in the world of Facebook, you know, the data that we've gotten from them is we've got 1.7 seconds. Uh, which is the amount of time someone will look at a video before they scroll by. Um, and it's interesting, the most, the most, the example that I like to use the most is movie trailers, is that 1.7 seconds in most movie trailers is just the logo of like Walt Disney Studios opening up and that's it and they're gone. So now movie trailers have a trailer showing 
three to four seconds of what's in the trailer before they show on social media. And it's because they were seeing that people just weren't paying attention. Um, yes. And that, that really does speak to the problem of attention, that you yes. need trailers for trailers. <laughs> <laughs> and that means that you have to get into some juicy content all right off the bat. You, yep. you, if you want to put your logo or if you want to do a uh, you know, call to action to a free gift or whatever, yep. it's got to come later in your video or you know your broadcast that hook has to be the first thing yeah what do you think are some of the common distractions um in the world of uh you know that, that are pulling people away from content just in general i think it's um the crazy feeling that people are having the ang the anxiety and the stress that's happening to us uh, is forcing us now. I think there's a little bit of a backlash i would say amongst young people not so much young people are kind of lost like i have a 12 year old and it's, it's a fight to pull him off of those video games yeah. and, and the screens. And I think he's kind of lost. If, the, if you have that kind of addictive personality, then you're in denial about your addiction mm -hmm. until somebody intervenes or <laughs> you go cold turkey uh, blocker, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but for the rest of us, we're noticing a lack of productivity. We're, we're noticing things happening um, with our inability to focus, our inability to relax, our anxiety level, our lack of sleep. Yeah. And so I think that's what's really pushing people to make a change. And really the alternative is space and nothingness and free time to stare at the wall. I think that's where we're going to go. Yeah. I think that's where we're headed. And I think that's why um, with video, less is more. With online marketing, less is more. I've noticed opt-in pages. They've gone down to just a title and a place to put your name and email. You know, because people are craving the white space and the lack of pressure and the, the emotion. The emotion that you want people to have online now is that of space and freedom. Mm -hmm. I like that. What do you think are some of the common mistakes that creators make in terms of video? Um, I mean, what would you, I mean, we were working with attention, but what would be some of the, the common things that you see people slip up on? Well, for those of people who are actually going on camera mm -hmm. to promote themselves or their business, the first thing I see is that they don't know where the lens is and they don't connect their eyes to the lens. So, for example, if I'm really speaking to someone, I'm going to want to talk to them like I'm in a natural conversation. So you don't have to stare into the camera the whole time like a robot, but you also don't want to be watching your selfie video like this the whole time and never connecting your eyes to the lens. Because the person watching is going to feel like you're cold, you're not with them. Yep. So you've got to know where that lens is, and you've got to connect your eyes to it for peak moments. That's the first mistake I see. Okay. The second mistake I see a lot is there is no opening hook. They either don't know what it is, or they kind of get to it, but it takes too long, and the person has already stopped watching their video. Um, the third is bad lighting on the face. Like People have to understand walk around in the space with your camera or your smartphone until you find a spot where your face is well lit. And that's usually in front of a window with natural light coming in, unless you have, you know, a studio with lights. And of course you know what you're doing at that point. But if you yep. don't and you're starting out, just grab the phone and walk around until your face is well lit and put your face prominently in that frame. Don't be far away. Don't have a huge amount of space between the top of your head and the top of the video frame. Just put your face right up in there, well lit. And I would say there's a fourth big mistake. Okay. And that is 
the ideas that are being presented don't matter to the audience. Remember, people are tuning out information. The brain is actually tuning out information that isn't valuable. Mm -hmm. So if you don't show up with ideas that matter to your audience, they're not going to watch. Yeah, I, I would touch on that as well. I know there are some fantastic tools within YouTube and Facebook in terms of videos and video analytics. Well, you can actually see you know, where people drop off in your videos. And there is so much fascination or fascinating information that you can glean from that in terms of realizing you could be talking about a topic and then all of a sudden you go on a tangent and 50% of your audience drops off. And it may only be for 10 seconds, but <laughs> you come right back, but you've lost half the people because you went on it. And I think if you spend time looking at the analytics for videos, you can learn a lot about the people who are watching your videos. And I think the thing that's most fascinating for me is a lot of times how many people drop off very quickly, you know, and you realize, man, that the most important thing needs to be at the beginning. Uh, you need to provide value or what's in it for them uh, right off the bat. I mean, hooks are really important because you'll lose everyone if you don't necessarily everyone, if, but if you don't have a hook, people really want to know, like, what will I get out of this? Um, the other thing that I think is important that a lot of people look at is the time. Um, so the actual length of the video, if it's 30 seconds, ah, I'll stick around, right? If it's two hours and 20 minutes, they're like, ah, I'm not going to do it. Or if it's 30 minutes, you know, they have, they look at that amount of time to realize what's the commitment that I'm going to need to make to go through this and get to the end based on the value that I think I will get out of it. And when you look at your analytics and it's so important to do that, don't be discouraged. Like I've been doing this for almost four years now. And I have videos that go whoosh, the, the reverse hockey stick that just, you know, they just plummet after, you know, 30 seconds and it happens and don't be disheartened, but look at the information. You must look at those analytics, look to see where people drop off and just make changes and adjustments and do it all over again. Yep. And I promise that if you'll start to understand your audience better and you'll, you'll become a better video maker if you look at those analytics like i definitely had to make changes i wasn't looking at my analytics at first uh -huh. and i was wondering like how come nobody's opting in here and then i started looking i thought oh and i would try things like i'd throw an ugly picture of myself and tell some like goofy story and the the, the spike would go up again people's engagement would go up if i did some kind of like what do you call it when you break people's attention and do something crazy it's called a pattern disrupt. Yeah, okay, yep. Yeah, it's called a pattern disrupt because they 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 hear things like this. Right. So it's like a your brain starts to tune stuff out if it's the same same same. And then if you break that pattern, like if I started like rapping right now, which I could yeah. lay a rap on you if you want. Let's do it. Okay, this is for people who are scared to do video. It's time it's time to make a video. Put your inner critic in the back seat behind plexiglass so you can't make a peep. She can come along for the ride, but she can't drive. And you cannot listen to her. Well, she can come out when the shoot is over because there's a time when you need her by your side. And that's the time to watch the replay because she's a master. She'll tell you faster how to improve. Just ask her, right? Nice, so, nice. Well done. Okay, so put that inner critic in the back seat when you make your video. But then she can come out after to tell you how to improve. And she'll tell you. I love it. I love that was, it. That was good that you that you were beatboxing. Yeah, did you, you like that? I was going to keep up. I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to. I could have gone the whole we time. Needed you, but we needed you to be in a little more in the pocket, Brian. Uh, you I, had to go pocket. I'm going to work on that. <laughs> <laughs>
But well, it was what, good beatboxing. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I don't, I've never beatboxed ever in my that life. That was really maybe good. In the, maybe in the shower, uh, and that's about it. I'm ne- so proud of you. Never Listen, in public. You take heart. Is my folks, first one, yep. Because Brian is like so just get in there and do it. Like, you notice that? Like, it may not be perfect, but just go and do something like that. Don't be afraid to take that risk. Do it. You'll feel better. It might be horrible. You might have horrible analytics in the beginning. Honestly, you might. You might hit it out of the park, too. You never know. But just take heart that you can improve for next time. And if you don't take that first step and if you don't go for it, you'll never know. Yeah, yeah. I I, I agree with that 100%. I think it's always important for people to to, to give it a shot. Like, the worst thing that happened is you fail. whoop de doo Like, yeah, it, fail all the time. But you'll never know if you don't try. Uh, and then just try again and try again. And as you do things more, you you get better at them. Uh, uh, and I'm, it, and not really, because I've been doing this for more years. And I went and moved to Hungary, in, in, to Budapest, because my husband was doing a job on a film out there. And I came back, and I was, like, kind of doing the same old videos that I was doing a year ago. And they are not working. Like, no bueno. Like, I'm not getting engagement. I'm not getting views. So don't even be discouraged if you, you know, do well for a while and then things get rough. It's all about what am I going to do now? Like, well, I'm going to have to make some changes, aren't I? Yeah. I'm going to have to put my big girl panties on and <laughs> I'm going to have to try something new. Uh, well, how do you get people? Here's a, here's a common question is, do you have any tips or advice on how to get people to watch the entire video? You know, I'm not very good at this, but I've seen other people do it. They promise something at the end. So let's say I'm a love coach and I'm helping you find your dream man, then I might say, and if you stick around to the end, I'm going to tell you how to find out what kind of guy you're dating and how to get rid of those toxic relationships or something Mm -hmm. like that. So like, and then at the end you offer like some kind of evaluation for them to take to find out what kind of toxic guy they're dating now and how to turn it around. So I might wait till the end or I might scroll to the end to get the evaluation if it's really important to me yep. to figure out why I, do I keep dating these toxic guys, you know, and, and if that really means something to me. So either promising something at the end or or just making the content that you promised in the beginning with your opening hook really, really um, concise and clear and easy to follow and short, and that could also get them to watch the whole thing. Because as you said, people are willing to watch 30 seconds. Yeah, They're willing to watch maybe a minute if they don't know you. If you have an audience already, if you're Anthony Robbins or Tony, right? Yeah, Tony. Tony Does Robbins. he go by Tony? Do you he, call him Tony when you hang out? I do. I am like, Tony, what's up? <laughs> I'm actually, his birthday is uh, in like two weeks or three weeks. He's having a big party here in LA. And I'm... <gasps> big uh like uh it's a fundraiser event but did you get invited i got well you buy tickets but i, I picked up two tickets so oh, yeah fun. i get to see him again which is great oh my gosh shout out to tony happy birthday he's uh he's born on a leap year so he's only it's his quinceanera he's only 15 <laughs> technically it's his quinceanera. is he gonna do a dance <laughs> yeah totally yeah, exactly he's gonna wear a big poofy dress how um how important is the element of charisma that goes into video, meaning there are some people that are petrified of getting in front of other people and talking. I think, you know, a, a mobile phone or a camera at home a lot of times can help people kind of bridge that gap because maybe they're by themselves and they're like, I can edit stuff out or do what I want. But ultimately, you know, when you're on camera, you can tell the difference of someone that's highly 
you know, has a lot of charisma or someone that's like, well, hey, I want to talk about this topic. Like, you know, does it always matter that you have charisma? You know, what are some of your, your tips or advice for people that are, are trying to get more on camera or on videos and to get people to, to watch them because it's interesting? Well, it matters if your performance is so stiff or so cold or so angry or so the wrong energy that you're actually hurting your brand. So it matters if you're hurting your brand. So the antidote to that is to elevate your brand. And the way you do that is by connecting to the person you're talking to. So when you look into that lens, you really want to imagine that person, your, whether it's your favorite client or your best friend, and really talk to that one person, imagine they're right in there, and imagine that they are in massive pain and they need your help, or they're so close to their dream and they need just that step from you. They need what you're about to say on that video. They need it. And you empathize with them the way you would with your best friend who's crying or the way you would with your favorite client. And if you can connect emotionally to their needs, their pain, just imagine you're in service, right? So many of us serve clients and we're so happy when we have clients. Like I know I am, I don't get them that often. And I'm, and I'm so thrilled that they have trusted me that when I'm serving them, it's like I'm another person, right? So all I have to do is imagine that I am talking to that favorite client right in that lens. And it just changes my whole perspective because now the focus is off of me and it's on them. And I'm not going to have that cold or nervous or stiff or, you know, bad energy that's inappropriate for the moment. I'm going to have the right energy that's appropriate if I'm really connected to their needs. Yeah, And I think you touch on something, which is the ability to connect. And I think most people, if you think about who you admire or who you watch on TV or on, you know, videos online, there are things that they do that you're like, I can connect like Oprah or Ellen or some of these people have a really, really good ability to be able to, to connect with people that they don't know. Or even I would imagine if Oprah or Ellen were walking down the street and meeting new people, you would be impressed at their ability to make friends very easily or for them to be able to feel, make the other person feel valuable or, or that they cared about them. And I think that's something that's so, so important um, is because ultimately in business, people work with other people that they like. And, and that really a lot of times comes down to it. You know, when there's two competitors or there's two different options, um, people a lot of times as they work through, but like when we liked, it isn't always necessarily that the product is better. It can be that they liked the person uh, that they were working with at that company um, better. And so I think that that's something that is so critical to be able to put back into the videos is remember who are the people that you're talking with how do you connect with them? And ultimately, you know, if you imagine them for me on my end, I usually just imagine the people that I don't know as friends I haven't met yet. And yeah. so when I approach it like that, when I go to mixers, I'm like, oh, these people are all my friends. They just don't know it yet. And I've got to go figure out what we have in common and where we're going to hang out and what good you know memories we're going to have down the road. And so it takes a little bit of the pressure off, at least for me, of walking into an empty room. I mean, I still get nervous from time, time to time, but ultimately that's how I generally approach going into a, you know, a room where I don't know anyone and be like, oh, let's go, 
Let's go make some friends tonight. Um, Absolutely. And I use the friend at a cafe mm -hmm. uh, when I talk about when you go on camera. You're really just a friend at a cafe. So imagine that the person you're talking to is already your friend. Is the perfect way to approach going on camera. Because that way, especially if it's live, you have to be you. You cannot pretend to be anybody else. And you have to be a friend at a cafe. Live video is just about seeing a slice of life. It's nothing about putting on airs or doing a performance. It's not that at all. It's about being real. It's about being the real you. People say authentic. I don't know why I can't stand that word, but it's about it's about being the same as you are on camera as you are off camera yes, yes. and and being that friend at a cafe. Like how would you talk to somebody if you were at a cafe? Would you say and so so you know so x.com for your opt-in now. Like you would never say that to a friend at a cafe. You might say, "Hey, so go grab the training at x.com so that we can get started getting you clients with Pinterest. Let's go." Like you would that's how you talk to yeah, a friend. Yeah. So that's the way you need to end your video because that's how people talk when they come over for a party or be at a cafe. You've got to be the friend at a cafe, especially when you go live. And I'm guilty wilty of this, okay? Because mm -hmm. as an actress, I'm used to playing parts and it's very easy, me, easy for me to snap into a character or be somebody I'm not. It's so easy for me to do that. And one of the hardest things for me to do is to be the real me. And it's something that I've had to work on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and there's some people who can just be the real them. But if you are not that person, then you need to practice, just practice, just film yourself and watch it back and say, what am I doing? That's not real. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. You know, one of the other elements that a lot of times comes into video is ultimately the end of the video or getting people to take another step beyond the video, whether it's purchase something or learn more or watch another video, you know, do you have any advice in terms of how to weave that in in a way that is not you know, cheesy or marketing or spammy? You know, we work in advertising, so it's amazing that a lot of times if we just took a random person off the street and we're like, okay, we need to make a commercial, immediately what they would be is like, well, buy this, buy now, Sunday, Sunday. You know, like all of a sudden they think that marketing is all about yelling at a person, <laughs> right? To yeah. just put the big bold letters in front of them, sale, sale, sale. And it's just that people are like, well, that's kind of maybe what we see a lot of times. But I like with what you just said, I agree 100 percent that it, it is the element of um, you know, talking like a human, talking like honestly, you I'd rather it would be the other way because I'm really good at that. Yeah. And I told you I struggle with being the real me. Yeah. Not in situations like this, but sometimes I do. Yeah, yeah. Or well, maybe even in situations like this, <laughs> I, I do. And so for me, this is a struggle. But but I'll tell you this in my latest um webinar and training, which of course people can get at my website, which I'll give at the end. Um, I teach, first you want to showcase your expertise in this following manner. You want to show your audience that you get them, right? By presenting ideas that are useful, meaningful, valuable, that give them hope, that give them a way forward, that really speak to where they want to go, gets them to the next step, okay? And you really want to show that you're trustworthy by delivering whatever you say you're gonna deliver at the beginning of your video. If you show that you will do what you say you will do, just like a boyfriend, okay, that's gonna be the first test if the man says, I'm gonna call you at eight, and he doesn't go tick, 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 at 7.59, he's done, okay? So same wow. thing you when you go on video. Got the standards <laughs> there, boom, don't and be I late. And I had one, 
who didn't do what he said he and would do. And that was it. And that's no, not. No, no. He got his claws in me and it was like this horrible toxic relationship and I couldn't get him like, I, I just couldn't break up with him. It was horrible. It was like, you know, the relationship that ate my 20s. And it can happen, but it won't happen because people won't tolerate that on a video. So you do need to deliver. You have to show that you are trustworthy because they're not going to waste their time or ever give you their money unless they can see that you deliver, right? And then the third thing you want to show on video is that you're easy to follow. And that's where the likability and the relatability comes in. You know, are you easy to follow? You know, is it clear? Is it concise? Is it doable? Right. And and so I remember when I was first starting, I would do these really long videos about like networking at parties. And it was like, no, that has nothing to do with video girl. Like I wasn't staying focused. And so people could see that I wasn't focused and they were like, bah, girl, bah. Okay. So I needed to start to focus. What is my audience? really want it. I need to start ask questions. I don't even do that enough now. But, you know, I do surveys now and do ask, you know, what are you, what are you struggling with? But that's what you have to do. You've got to know what people want. Yeah. You've got to ask them. If you don't already you can also go the route of creating your own content like that guy Salt Bay, have you ever seen he flicks salt off of his elbow into no. his steaks and he's like this star oh, chef okay, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay like that he made that up and nobody ever said in a survey i want somebody to flick salt off their elbow because i think that would be fascinating nobody says that right so you can do it with your own creativity but if that's not working then go and ask your audience what they need so you've got to present the ideas that are relevant and you've got to be easy to follow with doable action steps and then if you do that, then you transition to your call to action by saying, you know, you've shown them that you get them. Then you offer hope, inspiration, and a way forward by saying something like, so I want you to learn from my mistakes. So, or something like, I went through that pain, so you don't have to. And then you give them a gift that moves them forward or ask them to do something that helps them join your tribe. But if let's say that you're giving a gift and you want to give really something inspirational at the very end with the right energy. So you're going to ask them, for example, grab my quick start guide and let's get started bringing your business clients from Instagram, right? So it's a very specific way of asking, but it's also going to give a promise. It's going to be a way forward. It's going to be inspiring. It's going to be the positive thing. That's your solution. So, the energy behind it has to be matching. It has to have that hope or that confidence or that I'm going to give you a way forward. Or let's just say your call to action is, I want you to join my email list. So then you might just say something like, welcome to my community. Like you're excited, you know, or hey, welcome to my community. If that's your brand, you know, like if your brand is young and fun and or, or whatever it is, but you want to give something that's inspirational at the same time as you're giving your call to action. Oh, I love it. Uh, now, Michelle, as we kind of bring the, the episode to a close, are there any final tips or advice that you would give to other other business owners out there uh, as they're working to get more exposure for their, their company, trying to work to create more videos, to connect with more customers, trying to get on TV, Anything else that maybe you haven't mentioned already, uh, that any advice that you would want to toss their way? 
you really need to just make videos. And if you're scared, just start out by making them for yourself. Put a camera up, put your walk in front of a window with natural light coming in and start. Just give a tip. Look into the camera. Talk to your favorite client. Just give a tip or give, tell a story. Stories are the best. Stories give people meaning. Like you said, people remember stories. They yeah. don't always remember content, but they remember stories. And then once that kind of gets good enough, then go ahead and show like a client and say, hey, is this, do you think this is good enough? Do you think so? think this will help my brand or hurt my brand? And if they say, no, it's good, put it out there, then just start doing it. Going live, um, like say a Facebook or Instagram is the easiest way to get started because you don't have to do a lot of production. People are way more forgiving of your lighting yeah. and everything else. Yeah. So going live is the easiest. Put some bullet points put an opening hook that tells them what they're going to get. If they watch a video, make it short, a minute or less, and just start. Uh, well, not for live. If it's live, it can go 10 minutes, one to 10 minutes, and really give them some value and then a yeah, call to action, whether it's, hey, I'd love for you to comment in the comments below and let me know what you're struggling with with X. You know, so just do it is my advice. Oh, it's wonderful advice. Well, thank you so much for being here on the show. It was wonderful to have you here. Thank you guys for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Duke of Digital podcast with Brian Meert. Want to network with other business owners? Join our exclusive group at facebook.com slash groups slash Duke of Digital. Fancy the Duke? Leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast app and you could be mentioned on the show. The Duke of Digital was produced by Advertise Mint and recorded in Hollywood, California.